Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroes and here we go for episode 14. So, three episodes ago, I kicked off a series of solo shows that explored the behind-the-scenes of my freelance Apple training and consulting business. First, I've gone through my Mac setup, then my iOS devices, and in previous episode, I covered the essential online services that entrepreneurs need to run a consulting business. Now, initially, I planned this series to span three episodes, but I realized that I could not fit the automation part in in last one. So the three-part series turned into a four-part series, and today you'll discover how I use automation to help me manage my business entirely on my own and still have time to take care of myself and spend time with my family. And today's episode is structured in two main parts. First, I'll go through the different automation tools that I'm using, Then I'll illustrate concretely using examples in three different categories, sales, accounting, and marketing. So let's start with the different tools, starting with uh, everything on, on the Mac. So a tool that I mentioned was Hazel, that costs uh, $32 for a single license. Now, if you have um, family members and you would like to have those uh, members also sharing a, a license. There is a family pack at $49 for five people. The way Hazel works is that it's watching the content of folders on a Mac and it, the trigger can be any metadata associated with a file or a folder. So it could be the name, the extension, the date created, the date modified, the size, the kind of file, if it's an image or a PDF or a document, as well as its content. So it's great for PDFs that have been OCR, so with a optical character recognition, because Hazel can actually look into a specific file, the text inside a file, and, and then trigger based on, for instance, a customer number or a credit card uh, information. Um, other triggers are the day of the week and the time of the day. And then in terms of different actions that we can do with Hazel, we can uh, do copy, move, rename. We can add or remove tags. We can add uh, color labels. We can import into iTunes, into the Photos apps. And we can also run scripts and uh, automator workflows. And um, a given Hazel rule can have multiple actions tied to a set of triggers. The other tool that I'm using on my Mac is called Keyboard Maestro, which costs $36. And it's a bit the, the Swiss army knife of Mac automation. It has varied triggers, could be a keyboard shortcut when you type certain strings, a bit like a text expander, It could be when an application launches or quits or activates. It could be at login. It could be at time of the day. It could be when a 
a volume is mounted so when you plug uh, a USB hard drive it could be also based on the wireless network that you're connecting to so for instance you could have different uh, triggers whether you are at home or at your office it has even more varied actions um, it can apply things on file it can uh, do things with the clipboard it can do notifications on the Mac it can execute scripts can control iTunes, send a mail message and it can even control the system so like it could shut down or restart the computer it could modify the volume or the brightness of the screen the next tool is on the iOS platform it's called Workflow for iOS it's free and the team behind Workflow has actually been acquired by Apple now at the time of recording, iOS 11 is still the latest version that is um, at the moment on devices. And with iOS 12, Apple will uh, replace a workflow with another application that will be called Shortcuts. And that uh, will integrate a little bit more deeply uh, with uh, Siri, for instance. From what I have seen, the the different kind of automations that we can do today with workflow we will be able to continue doing it um, with shortcuts there may be some of the apps compatibility that would uh, go down so it might not be as compatible with as many apps uh, as the workflow app but um, overall it will be the, the same uh, principle for those of you who know Automator on the Mac, well, Workflow is a bit like Automator, but uh, on iOS. And if you want to learn a bit more about Workflow, uh, Fraser Spears and uh, Federico Vettici have dedicated an episode of the Canvas uh, podcast to explaining the basics of Workflow. It's episode 22, available at relay.fm forward slash canvas forward slash 22 in last episode i mentioned that podio has automated workflows well actually only from the plus plan you get those automated workflows and in podio there are two kinds of triggers it's either when an app item is created or when an app item is updated and in addition to that, you can put conditions based on some uh, category fields. For the automation, there are five types of actions. You can create a task, you can add a comment, you can create an item, you can update the current item, or you can update an item that is linked through a relationship. And what is really nice is that a given workflow can have multiple actions and every app can have multiple workflows another service that i've mentioned a couple of times in macpreneur is called a premium save email from uh, labnol labnol uh, dot org and it automates the conversion of emails into pdfs which are then saved in google drive the free version uh, runs once per hour and does not allow to customize the file name. Uh, 
with the premium version which costs $29 per user per year then the different automation run every 15 minutes and they allow to have multiple rules and to customize the, the file name the next service that I'm using a lot is called IFTTT which stands for if this then that it's uh, totally free at least for the time being for personal use the way they make money uh, as I understand is that they have uh, deals with uh, developers and so some developers they pay to have access to their technology so that they can incorporate it into their apps or their web services now uh, IFTTT is, is very simple it's one trigger then that that has then one action now it's compatible with loads of web services and even data on iOS device it means that IFTTT based on a trigger from um, a web service could actually create for you a reminder on your iPhone or could upload a photo in the photos app could change or create contacts calendar the reading list and even update data in the health app and last but not least there's Zapier which is a bit like IFTTT but on steroids I'm using the starter plan for about $15 per month which gives me 20 zaps and about 3000 tasks per month there is a free plan for Zapier but it's limited to five zaps and zaps can only have one action so the free plan is very much like IFTTT with the starter pack you can start building multi-steps the zaps so more than one action and even conditions which they call filters so it could check for some information and continue or not depending on what it's finding uh, with the startup pack you can also trigger what they called premium apps like uh, salesforce infusionsoft shopify zoho crm paypal and, and others and now it's time to illustrate how i'm using all those automation tools for different workflows and um, we'll start with the sales category and for instance when a prospect contacts me th through my contact form on, on the website there are actually three Zapier workflows and a native Podio workflow that will be triggered so first the, the first Zapier workflow will check in Google contacts whether the pers a person with the same email address is already present and if not Zapier will create the contact in Google contacts for me so the name email address phone number address and so on then it will create a new lead in Podio with the same information and it will add a subscriber in ConvertKit with the tag equal cold the second Zapier workflow will check whether the prospect ticked the box to receive my free email course or not and if that box was ticked then it will add the prospect to a dedicated form on ConvertKit 
which will trigger the double opt-in email. And it will create a task in Todoist for the next day to check whether the prospect clicks on the confirmation button received from ConvertKit. Now, if a new lead is created in Podio, then an automated workflow is triggered inside Podio. So this workflow will create automatically a new sale with the status sale in progress linked to that specific lead and it will create a Podio task to follow up from the inquiry for the next day. Now, when a new sale is created in Podio, there is a third Zapier workflow that will create a new box in Streak, the, the service that I'm, use, uh, that I'm using coupled with um, uh, Gmail, so that I can group emails together in Gmail. So if I summarize in total, I have five different applications that will be affected by this workflow. So Google Contacts, Podio, ConvertKit, Todoist, and Streak. And because all of this happens in the cloud, I can actually call my prospect from my iPhone without needing to manually enter any contact information. The information was entered by the prospect on the, on the form on my website. Now let's follow the sales funnel and uh, let's say that the sales meeting is organized. Here I've combined a native Podio workflow with a Zapier multi-step uh, workflow. So first, the way sa the sales meeting is item is created in Podio is directly from the sales app. So I'm in the sales app. I have a date and time fields. So I enter the date and time of the sales meeting as well as the objective of the meeting, which is a category. And then I have created another category that says create meeting and with a button that says yes. And the automated workflow will then create the sales meeting whenever I click yes, reusing all the information from the sales app and the lead app that, uh, that are linked. Then when the sales meeting item is created through Podio, Zapier will create a Trello card in the sales meeting board with all the necessary checklists. Then after creating the Trello card, it will create a Todoist task with a due date that is seven days before the sales meeting so that I can go, that I have a reminder to go through the first checklist. Then it will create another task with a due date that is one day before the sales meeting to go through the second checklist. Another at the end of the, the funnel, when a customer uh, enrolls a child to an iPad coding workshop from my Squarespace uh, site, for instance, here there is a very long multi-steps multi uh, Zapier workflow that gets uh, triggered. So first, the workflow will add the client to ConvertKit with the tag uh, EasyTech. Then it will check whether the client is already in Google Contacts. And if not, the person will be added to Google Contacts. Then it will check whether the client is already in FreshBooks or not. And if it's not in FreshBooks, it will create all the information about the, the customer 
in FreshBooks for me. Then it will continue only if the transaction fee was initiated by Squarespace. So it's looking really for the Squarespace um, uh, string in the Stripe transaction fee. And in that case, so if the transaction fee is initiated by Squarespace, which is the case for the iPad coding workshop, then it will tag the client in ConvertKit as equal store customer. It will find the client in FreshBooks and create a draft invoice for me. And then it will create a new sale in Podio that is linked to that invoice. And then a task in Todoist so that I have a reminder to review both the Podio sale and the FreshBooks uh, invoice, which uh, this one is in uh, draft mode. And if the client did not exist in FreshBooks, there is a high probability that actually it was not in Podio yet. So it will create a new lead automatically for me in Podio. So again, with the power of automation, a bunch of items get created in four different places in ConvertKit, Google Contacts, FreshBooks and Podio, just triggered by the fact that a customer bought a product on my website. So the next subsection is accounting. So an example here is when I receive an invoice or a PayPal receipt via email, I've set up a mix of online automation with Mac automation. So the online automation is using premium save emails and the Mac automation is using Hazel. So first, premium save emails will either convert the email into a PDF or it will save the PDF attachment in a specific folder in Google Drive. On my Mac Mini server, which is running 24-7, this folder is scanned by Azel, who will rename the file properly, so meaning with the date at the beginning in uh, the year, 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 dash, month, month, dash, date, date. Uh, so in, for instance, uh, 2018, dash, uh, 08-02, then the name invoice, then the, the company that issued the invoice. Once the file is renamed, it will be moved to another folder that is watched also by Hazel, but this time on my iMac uh, in my office. And then every day at 11 p.m., Hazel will print the invoice for my accountant and file the, the PDF in the appropriate folder. Now, there are some cases where I don't receive the invoice uh, via email. And it's an example for, of that is uh, lynda.com. So for that, once, once a month, I need to go to lynda.com to my account, then billing information, and I need to download the invoice, uh, the PDF, in, uh, on my computer. Here I have an Azel rule that is watching the downloads folder on my iMac. And if the different criteria I met are met, like it's a PDF, there is the word uh, Linda inside uh, the, the file and so on, 
it will rename the file properly, move it to the folder that is watched for printing at 11 p.m. And so the other Hazel script, uh, Hazel rule, is then uh, triggered whenever it's 11 p.m. Now, there's a, another situation where the starting point is actually paper. And an example of that is uh, parking tickets. So when I visit my customers, sometimes I, I need to, to pay for, for parking. And so I have a, a ticket, a paper ticket. So here, what I'm using is a combination of workflow on iOS with Hazel on a computer. So first of all, I will scan the ticket with a ScanBot on my iPhone, which will create a PDF and which is then OCR, so Optical Character Recognition. Then I will trigger a workflow workflow on this PDF. And what the workflow does, it's, it's renaming it by prepending the correct date in the correct format. Then it will ask me on the spot how I paid for it. Did I pay cash or credit cards? Or I just tap the, the method, the payment method. And this will be added automatically to the file name. And then it will ask me the name of the client that was associated to that uh, parking ticket. So I will enter the name of the client and this will be added, appended at the end of the file name. And then that PDF with the correct file name will be saved in a specific folder in Dropbox. And guess what? This Dropbox folder is watched on my Mac mini server by Hazel and who will then move the ticket to the same folder where the invoices end up. But this time there will not be any printing involved. It will be automatically filed in the right folder for my uh, accountant. Now the last scope of automation that I use is for marketing. And here I have taken uh, two examples First is when I want to curate and share interesting content on uh, social media. In that case, I use uh, IFTTT a lot, either to feed the pocket uh, service or to feed Buffer, which allows me to actually schedule posts uh, on social media. Now, to feed pocket, I have a few IFTTT rules that watch the RSS feeds for podcasts that I listen to, like Mac Power Users, the Canvas, FM Podcast, MacBreak Weekly. And so when a new episode is released, it gets added to Pocket automatically with all the custom hashtags that I use for this specific podcast, as well as the at mentions about the different hosts. Then when I want to share a Pocket article to buffer so that it gets scheduled automatically, I've set up a rule in IFTTT that triggers each time an article is favorited in Pocket. So when this happens, IFTTT will create a new post in buffer using the title of the article, the URL of the article and the tags that I have added in Pocket either manually 
or those that were added automatically from uh, the RSS feed. And so thanks to this automation, it takes me about 30 minutes to fill one week's worth of social media posts on Twitter with uh, four posts every day. Now, in last episode, I mentioned that it's not possible with Buffer to post the same tweet on different Twitter accounts simultaneously. Well, thanks to IFTTT, there is a, a workaround. So whenever the Twitter account for Macpreneur, for instance, so it's at uh, MacpreneurFM, posts a tweet, IFTTT is watching that account and will create a new tweet for my EasyTech Twitter account. So mentioning at MacpreneurFM, semicolon, followed by the original tweet. So in a sense, it's an automated retweet that does not violate the terms of service of Twitter because the two tweets are not uh, strictly identical. Um, the second uh, case, use case uh, in the marketing uh, category is when I prepare the show notes for a Macpreneur episode. Here I've started to use Keyboard Maestro a lot with uh, two different macros uh, in particular. So the first macro automatically creates a URL link for the selected uh, text. So the macro goes like this. I'm in Ulysses and I select the name of a software or online service that I mentioned in the show notes. Then by pressing the key combination Control alt command u the keystroke command c is simulated by Keyboard Maestro, which puts the selected text in the clipboard. Then the keyboard, the keystroke command K is simulated, which is attaching a URL link to the selected text. And the keystroke command V is then simulated to paste a specific uh, string of text. So it's, it's pasting https colon slash slash www dot then the clipboard content then dot com. And finally, Keyboard Maestro simulates the return keystroke so that it validates the URL and attaches the URL to the text that was selected in Ulysses. So, so for instance, in one of the show notes, I had written Stripe. And so by selecting Stripe and then using the Control Alt Command U, automatically the https colon slash slash www.stripe.com was added as a, li- as a link to the Stripe text in the outline. The second macro in the Keyboard Maestro helps me to search for iOS apps in Safari, again using text selected in Ulysses. So the macro goes like this. First, I open Safari, then I switch to Ulysses. In Ulysses, I select the name of the app that I've written in the outline. And then by pressing the key combination, Control-Alt-Command-I, the selected text is copied in the clipboard, like with the first macro. But then the macro activates Safari and the keystroke Command-L is simulated, meaning that the cursor jumps immediately to the address bar, which is the search bar. And so then the content of the clipboard is pasted in the search bar followed by the text iOS apps. 
And so finally, the return keystroke is simulated, triggering the Google search. And so just by selecting the, the name of uh, an app that I put in my outline and a key combination, I've generated automatically a Google search for that app and giving me usually within the first, second or, or third uh, search result, the correct link for that app that, um, that I can then incorporate in the show notes of Macpreneur. And so what I've described in this episode is, are just uh, a small sample of what I'm doing in my business. As I said, uh, there is a limit of 20 zaps in Zapier and actually I, I completely hit that limit. And so this is also one reason why I've been looking into IFTTT is that uh, I didn't want to pay for the, the next paid plan with uh, Zapier and so found as many uh, workflows that I could do with uh, IFTTT, knowing the limitations of, of course of IFTTT, but that was a, that's a way for me to really capitalize uh, and and leverage uh, Zapier for what it does and do as much as possible with uh, the other tools. So there's a, a section called the the haha moment or the discovery uh, section in the podcast, and here very recently. I discovered that it's possible using IFTTT to automatically add the sleep data that is captured by my Fitbit Charge 2 into the health app. So by default, Fitbit does not communicate with the health app. So there is no um, automatic save of the data, the, the sleep data into the health app. And because I, I don't use my phone uh, near, near my bed, so I don't have the, the phone in the, in the bedroom, there is no way that, uh, that I could do that. Uh, actually, I don't want to have my phone uh, near my bed um, when I sleep. But now, thanks to IFTTT, in the morning, whenever I wake up and I synchronize the sleep data between uh, my Fitbit uh, watch and my iPhone, then IFTTT uh, gets triggered and will save maybe not the complete data of the what I have in the Fitbit app, but I, I can enter the, uh, how much I slept and how much time I was in uh, the bed. But already that, it, it's great because now I can have that information also uh, in my dashboard in the in the health app on, on my phone. And the last segment that I have on the show is, is about the upgrades. And here there's a tool that I didn't talk about a lot in terms of automation, but it's a ConvertKit. And actually they released a, a new feature called a visual automation in ConvertKit, meaning that you can create uh, visual funnels for your email list and um, even if I've looked a little bit into it I've really not uh, not dug deep into that and and so this is uh, clearly something that uh, 
I would like to spend a little bit more time figuring out how it how it works and leveraging the power of it. So for the moment, I'm mainly using a very simplified automation in ConvertKit, meaning auto-tagging of my subscribers when they click on, on links that I put in my uh, email course, my free email course or my broadcasts. But I, I realized that with uh, visual automation, there are much there is there is much more that I that I could do at, that I'm not uh, leveraging right now. So that's about it uh, for this episode. I hope that uh, this fourth solo show has been very valuable for you somehow. As usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpronacom forward slash episode 14. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, leave a rating or a review by visiting macpreneur.com forward slash iTunes. For questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please visit macpreneur.com forward slash contact. And in next episode, I'll be interviewing Michelle Offer, an artist who is almost midway through a 365 days painting challenge. That's it for today, and until next time, I'm Damien Schmons, wishing you a great day.